Hey everybody, what's up? Sagi here, and today on the show, I have Eric Allen. Now, Eric is such an amazing individual, and as soon as I connected with him on Instagram, I said, I gotta get him on the show. I mean, this is a guy who turned his life around, including being bankrupt, in jail, <laughs> uh, for a day, but still, and basically getting in so much trouble as a kid and as a teenager, turning his life around and having the discipline to raise a beautiful family, two kids, and take care of himself in such discipline that I just had to have him on the show. Everybody, enjoy the show. This is Eric Allen. Let's go. All right, hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Commit First podcast. And today we have Eric Allen. Eric, what's up, man? Hey, how are you, man? Thank you so much for having me on your show, man. Truly an honor to be here, man. Really appreciate it. Dude, thank you so much for, for waking up, uh, or actually you wake up every day early and we're going to start with that, but, but thank you yeah. for being so early on. It's 5.30 AM where you're at, or actually like quarter to, uh, six. And that's pretty early on to be on a podcast. You seem, yeah. uh, totally fresh and ready. Uh, and, yep. <laughs> and, and I just want to start with that for a second. Dude, you wake up every day at 4 AM in the morning. 4 a.m., six days a week. I don't set an alarm on Sunday, but I typically wake up by 4.30 or 5. And do you wake up naturally or do you have an alarm? Not on Sundays, no. So I'll wake up naturally between 4.30 and 5 on Sunday, but I do wake up. So probably four out of the six days, I wake up without that alarm going off. I usually wake up between 3.45 and, and 4 o'clock before my alarm clock goes off. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, and and you're a father and... Um, yep. And you uh, are a married man. So, and you have a day job and you have a very successful podcast and you have a lot going on. Yep. Um, so can you, I, I would love to talk to you. Like, what do you see in us like waking up early and having this morning routine? By the way, how old are your kids? My kids are 12 and eight. 12 and eight. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. So yeah. like, how do you see this morning routine as like something that is like crucial to your success and what's in it? Man, it's so big. I'm so big on morning routine. So there's two things that I, well, there's a lot of things that I get out of the morning routine, but one for me, it's a goal of mine to open my eyes every day. So if I open my eyes, man, that's a win already. And I immediately go, man, thank you, Lord, for a day. Another day I get to see and hug and hold my family. I'm already yeah. stacked the win, right? So yeah. I jump out of bed and make my bed. There's two wins, 15 seconds, man. I'm already building that momentum. So right. mentally I have to acknowledge that I'm already stacking wins. And it's going to be an awesome day, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, the reason I get up early is like you mentioned, I do work a full-time job, but if I get up early, I can work on myself, personal development. I can work on my podcast. I can mm -hmm. edit shows. I can work on my content creation, things like that, all before my family ever wakes up. And then I don't have to eat into family time. And so, yeah. you know, people are like, why do you get up before him? It's because my desire to uh, be successful is bigger than my desire to sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I can get up and I can do that stuff and then be successful in my family afterwards, because I'm really big on, you know what, 5 p.m., that's when I'm shutting everything down. Now, mm -hmm. I, not every day am I perfect where I put my phone away and I don't touch it. Right. But that's really my goal is at five o'clock in the afternoon, it's mm -hmm. time to put the phone away, get off social media, and just really focus on my family. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say I'm pretty good at that. Like there's definitely always can be improvement. Uh, yeah. But that's the goal of mine is to really shut everything down. So if I get up early, I'm not eating into that family time for me to just grow personally in my personal development. Love it. And, and so in, in terms of like going to sleep, when do you go to sleep? You should. 
I usually I'm asleep by nine to nine thirty at the latest. Yeah, got it. So basically, like you do sleep well, like you sleep yeah. enough, right? And then yeah. you wake up at four. Um, yeah. And yeah, and you, so you get that seven hours of sleep. Um, so the the thing I'm wondering about is like I'm looking at my own routine. That's why I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, um, I have a one and a half year old. So I have okay. like three kids. I have like a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, and, nice. um, and so she's the small one. She's, you know, not sleeping so well. So um, once she woke up, I had a morning routine once, and, and I had to kill it. And because I said, I have to either sacrifice my sleep or my success. I didn't want any of that, right? So I said, yep. I'm asleep until like seven. Seven, wake up, get the kids ready, take them all to schools and everything. Yeah. 8.30, come back home, walk the dog come back at about, you know, quarter to nine, nine, I start my day. And I said, and that's something I've been doing for a year now. I'm doing what's called my nine to 12 club where from nine to 12, I don't work. I do my morning routine. So it's like from 9am, I start the morning routine. I don't work when everybody starts their fires and wants me in their agenda. Yeah. But again, I am looking at you know, hopefully soon when the baby starts sleeping, going back to, you know, the morning routine, like waking up early, because I think there's like something in waking up early before the whole world wakes up. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There's something about it, right? Like the quiet, like the peace of mind that you have is different. Um, Yeah, I agree. And I think morning routines can be whatever time you wake up, right? So some people, they work during the night, right? So their morning routine might be at night. Uh, But, you know, when I say morning routine, that's what I mean is this for me. And then for you, like, right, you wake up, you've got that nine to 12. um, That's your morning routine, man. I love that, man. As long as people are putting something into practice where it's a habit, where they're committing to it on a daily basis and not getting off track, I think that's a win for their success, for their, their, you know, morning routine. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think... Um, yeah, it's something about waking up early, always like, I never woke up at four. I mean, I was mm. in the army, so there was days, right. But still it's like after the army, I never really woke up at four. <laughs> um, right. and, yeah. and, and were you a morning person or were, was it hard for you to develop that habit? I, I was not a morning person until I was like 23. I worked for Starbucks. Uh, never drank coffee till I worked for Starbucks. And then my, I was like the new guy. So they're like, Hey, you have to open the store. So I had to be at work at 4am when I first started way back when, you know, (laughs) and luckily I lived down the street, like a half a block. So I was like waking up at three 30, jumping in the shower and getting to work by four o'clock. And I did that for a few years. And um, that's pretty hard. (laughs) <laughs> it was brutal, man, at first, yeah. but I, I learned to love it, man. And yeah. the funny thing is, is, you know, the first year I was married, I was doing that schedule. And so my wife and I, here we are like newly married couple, we'll go home and I'd be asleep by 730. My wife would be laying in bed going, this is what's married life is about. Like, you know, I'm just <laughs> like I'm out, right. You know, like, right. right. <laughs> and so we had to figure that out. Like, how do we do that? How do we connect, man? You know, so it was yeah. kind of an interesting first year for sure. <laughs> and, and, and today how, um, like, how do you connect in the evening? Because I guess like the kids, they're older. So they go to sleep later. No. Uh, so we, we, we're pretty good about uh, an evening routine, right? So typically our kids are in bed by eight to eight 30. Um, and so we have a good, you know, 30 minutes, uh, for just my wife and I to connect a little bit before we go to bed. But here's the thing. I've been working from home since 2015 Mm -hmm. and I made it a goal of mine to, to make enough money so that my wife could be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I was able to do that when my daughter, my oldest 
child um, was six months old. So my my wife is home and then I work at home. So I see my wife a lot throughout the day. And so we really yeah. made a commitment to, hey, at least once a week, hopefully more, but at least once a week, I'm taking an hour from my day and going down and just have a lunch with her or we go out to have lunch or we just connect on, you know, yeah. chats or what's going on in life. Right. And then, yeah. you know, the cool thing that we started doing or I started doing is when I get off work, I immediately go find her and just be within five feet of her and just don't talk about my phone. I don't talk about my day. I ask her yeah. about her day. Yeah. Right. And that's, that really helps us connect um, right when I get off work. Nice. And I just, you know, to give context to everybody who's like listening to us because like, I got to know you. Um, but, but, you know, just to your story is like coming from like both you and your wife come from broken homes. Yeah. And, and to everybody who doesn't know, like Eric, you know, he did have a, have it rough coming up, um, including having to, uh, you know, fight with your, uh, mom's, uh, boyfriend. Was it like when you were like 13 years old only? And yep, I stopped him from beating my mom and I, I smashed his head in with a cast iron pan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, and, and including, um, like you had a lot like going on. I know like you had, um, um, it wasn't, it wasn't jail, but was it, um, there was something I, I, there. Yeah. So I did have to go to jail, uh, when I was 18, I got regular jail. Yep. I had black like and white. Oh, yeah, wow. No, a regular jail, man. I was 18 years old. I had a black and white chain gang outfit on bright orange slippers, man. Wow. I was 145 pounds scared as could be, you know, um, uh, you know, it's, so I had to go to a jail. So it was a local, like small town jail. So there's probably 15 other dudes in this, you know, main shared area, but luckily I did not have a cell mate. Um, I just had my one cell to myself, but I was in there for 24 hours, man. And it was scary enough that you would have thought that I would have stopped doing drugs and all that stuff. But I got arrested for having a bong, which is now legal in the state of Washington. Uh, wow. <laughs> but my wow. senior year of high school, it was, it was illegal to have a bong. And uh, so I got arrested for that. Drug paraphernalia is what it, the charge was, but it was a misdemeanor. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. So, you know, beat up my own kind of experience. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. You know, man. Uh, and, but yeah, you know, I was arrested at 18 for that. And then I got kicked out two weeks after I graduated high school from my dad's house uh, and basically became homeless between 18 and 21. I moved 21 times um, wow. living on couches and people's houses, and you know, or different. It was like, a hey, I've got a second cousin who has a, a tiny sunroom in his house. You can stay there for a week. Okay, cool. I'll go there. And then, oh, yeah, I've got three days here. You can stay. And so I was bounced around all over the place. And, uh, you know, I was living off of credit cards. And by the time I was 21, I was $28,000 in debt and had to file bankruptcy. Wow. And then I guess like, you know, and, and what, I, so to everybody listening to the podcast, like right now, this, this is like where I can go into the story in depth and like asking yep. you, right. Like how you change your mindset and everything sure. like that. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to go there because I want to jump back because most of the people watching right now are motivated, are um, already on a personal development route. Um, yep. A lot of the people are fathers as well and or parents. And, um, and so I, I'll jump back in here, but it was good to give context because you come from, you know, not an easy background and making that switch. I think yep. one is like inspiring and that the fact that you are now like doing all these things, like having a morning routine and like being so like, you know, and being such a dedicated father and, and a husband and, you know, talking about your wife that way, like it's, it's really admirable. And, but also like, I think, and 
not but, but and on top of that, there's a big why behind it, right? Because yeah. you both came from this like background and you want to change it. You want to, you know, build a new legacy for your family, yep. right? Yep, exactly. You know, when we said we do, uh, when we said I do, man, that was us saying, nope, we're not taking the any more of the junk. We're breaking the chains of addiction, abuse, rejection, divorce. None of that will last in our marriage. And so we've dedicated yeah. ourselves and we've been married for 17 years this month. Not wow. every year or every month is going to be like sunshine and rainbows, right? Like there's going to be hard times out of marriage, but we just learned that, you know what, we're going to get through this no matter what. And so, man, yeah, that's, that. that's the end goal, man, is, is change the legacy for the Allen tribe. And I love that. And um, by the way, so just talking in half an hour from now, at the end of this episode, I don't know if, what you're doing, but um, I have my mentor, uh, Mr. J, who's a multimillionaire, and um, he's been married for 27 years. He's coming on with his wife to talk about marriage for an hour and a half. Oh, come on. So, yeah. so it's going to be recorded if you can't watch it live, but I'll send you the link. It's going to be, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so it's going to be cool. Well, that'd be um, amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, us men, you know, like is, you know, we're, a lot of expected of us, um, especially when you're a sole provider, right? In yep. your family and, and I am too. Um, so I can relate to that. And, you know, being also a dedicated father, wanting to be there for your children and, and, and also educate them. Right. Um, I think that's something that goes a long way. How do you, um, what are some of the things that you're doing with your, uh, children in order to kind of like educate them in a the right way now? Yeah. For us, you know, we're, we're churchgoers. So, uh, you know, we believe in a Christian faith and, and, you know, we don't push that on anybody, right? Like it's not my yeah. job to judge anybody, whatever you vote for, if you vaccinate yeah. or if you don't or whatever. Right. So yeah. my job is just to raise my kids that we should just love people where they're at. And so, you know, my wife and I, uh, we love to do that. You know, we, we go to church, we, you know, read the Bible with our kids. We pray with our kids, man. Um, you know, I think every day when they get home from school, it's like, okay, cool. Let's, let's ask how the day went. Like what things happened today that made an impact on you, good and bad. Right. Like do we they want, answer? What's that? Do they answer when you come back from school? Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Our kids, they, they love to share I and mean, they're, they're, very open about their days. They're very open yeah. about people in their class. Like, Oh man, you know, they, they're doing this or doing that. And, yeah. and so, yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Cool. and we've just taught our kids that we should be open and we should be talking about things. And so, um, you know, we, we love to go on, you know, quick trips or, you know, we have a dog, so we'll go on a quick hike or a walk yes. together, right. As a family and just connect, yeah. man. And so that's really important for us to be able to do that. Um, and being able to just connect with those guys and have great conversations yeah. with them. Yeah. I mean, I, man, I, you know, some of the things like, I don't know how you're dealing with it. Um, but how are you doing with screen time? This became a parenting podcast. I'm sorry, but just a couple of questions about that. But oh yeah, totally. Dude. I mean, my kid just come back home and, um, I asked him, how was your day? And usually they're like, oh, okay. You know, not really developing a conversation about it. Um, and then they want their screens, right? <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you deal with screen time? Yeah. So we do actually don't do screen time at all. At all? But my kids do not have phones. They don't have access to iPads mm -hmm. they have a computer to do homework on. And that's it, man. Um, it. And we don't do that to be mean. We do that because we want our kids to be more creative. So they love mm -hmm. art. They love Legos. They do hot wheels. Right. And so on the weekends, Friday night, we'll do a Friday night movie. We'll maybe do a Saturday movie uh, morning cartoon yeah. or movie with them. Right. But that's yeah. about it. Like yeah. that's the only screen time that we even do as a family. Mm -hmm. We just are not movie people. We're not screen time people. You know, I'm probably 
probably the, the most used on screen than anybody else because of what I do with podcasts and things like that. Mm. But my kids don't have that desire like, oh man, I need to be on YouTube. I need to be on Google, mm. right? Yeah. Um, we have an iPad where there's a, a kid's YouTube version, right? So sometimes we'll sit with them and they want to they wanna learn, hey dad, can you show me a video on how to draw this horse or how to draw yeah. this? And so that's the only time that we'll do that is if it's actually learning something, they don't sit there and go, oh man, I've got eight hours of screen time this week because I was watching cartoons. We just, and our kids don't, you know, they don't notice it. You know, the kids they go to school with, they all have phones and they have like massive screen times and big screens in their face. And here's the thing, man, we just love to be able to connect with our family off screen. And our kids love it, man. They love to be able to do artwork and Legos and fun stuff like that. They don't yeah. need the screen, man. Yeah. You know, like I'm, that's the thing that I'm really considering lately is like the screens, especially when my, my oldest is just like now in a place where a lot of our uh, classmates have phones um, yep. and she had a phone. Um, one of my old phones, he just took it one day and I'm like, you know, you need a phone anyway, when you go to places so you can call me if you need me and sure. stuff like that. And they, eventually she got in something like bad in WhatsApp. Um, you know, WhatsApp groups, they started opening WhatsApp groups. She got into something bad there. And I was like, we took her phone and, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, whoa. So it's like, it made me rethink like the whole like phone thing. Um, yep. but yeah, it's a completely different discussion to have, but I, you know, I just was interested and curious about what you have going on. So you say like no screen time at all. And, um, that's pretty cool. And, um, and going back to your like education for them, for like, do you do anything specific with them to teach them about initiative, about, um, entrepreneurship or about like, um, success? Do you do anything like that or just serve as a role model? Yeah, we do. So, uh, one thing is they know that I have a podcast. They know that I, that I do entrepreneurial podcasts and I'll tell them stories. And my daughter and son are both very intrigued by, you know, stories that I share from my guests, you know, and and I'll share like entrepreneurial stories or struggle stories. So I've talked Mm -hmm. with them about Les Brown. I've talked with them about Greg Reed, you know, I've talked with them about Ed Milet and, you know, when certain people come on my show, um, I'll share the clip, uh, a one minute interview that I, you know, a clip that I have with them. And so they're very intrigued yeah. by that. I've bought them like, Hey, as you know, kids, entrepreneur books. Right. And so my daughter and my son, this last year, we had a yard sale and it, we did the yard sale for like three days. And they were like, dude, I want to, I want to yeah. sell lemonade. I want to, you know, make some money. Nice. And they felt like P Diddy out there selling lemonade because <laughs> they made like 200 bucks over three days. And they're wow, like, amazing. So they're very intrigued about like, and what they do with the money. And, you know, we we talk to them like, okay, when you make money, we, we give 10% back, whether that's to a charity or to a church, it's your choice, but you have to take 10% of that and you have to give it away. You have to go help somebody, right. Make an impact with that. And so they understand that concept when they get money, they give 10% back to whatever. So we have those deep conversations around giving back and, and helping people. It's huge for us to be able to impact that the world like that. I love it. I love it. And um, by the way, when you said entrepreneurial books, did you mean Andy Frisella's books? Uh, I actually don't have any Frisella's entrepreneur books for kids. Um, I bought a couple other ones, but I need to check out Andy's. Um, I've heard they're good, but okay. we don't own those ones yet. Okay. Okay. Got it. No, I mean, um, the I bought mine, the Andy's books. Maybe yours are too big for it. No, the, I mean, I think they're okay for it. It's good. It, it's, they're very well illustrated and 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 nice. well-written. And I think it's, I don't know, it's great. I mean, my, um, there's one where you write your like big goals. 
like your uh-huh. uh, daring dreams. That's how they called it. And then yep. my daughter wrote a couple of things about daring dreams and opened it like six months later and saw, Oh my God, like one of them has already happened. Like this is, um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, and we do sit down with our kids every January, like right after the new year. And we write down our goals for the year and for six month goals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We ask them, Hey, yes. what are your goals for this year? So um, that's a big thing for us too. And then we review those goals at the end of the year going, Hey, what did we do? What did we accomplish? Wow. So um, we do that as a family, my wife and I, we all come up with our own goals. We come up with the family goals and we review them each year. And, and your wife is all about it. Is like, is she like really into also personal development and, um, so she is not as much into personal business stuff as me. She's very much into like making an impact. You know, mm-hmm. she's very serving others type mentality. Like she mm-hmm. loves to help and host and serve people. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but that was her idea. She came up yeah. with, Hey, we're going to write down goals. We're going to come to, uh, wow. up with this stuff. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm more of the awesome. business mindset and personal development and she's very much so on like, Hey, I want to help people. I want to impact people. And I do too, but she's very focused on that and not so much like income or yeah. stuff like that. Right. And did you, um, did you both grow about like from, did you both come from some kind of Christian background, spiritual bio? How do you get to church? Uh, so I started going to church as a young kid, but then my parents got divorced when I was 11 and I never really went back. I, when I was 13, my dad kind of forced me to go to church for a bit and I, and you know, but I never really had a personal relationship with Jesus, uh, until I was 24 years old. Um, and so in my wife, she never went to church. She, she found out about, um, Jesus when she was like 16 or 17 years old. And that's when she gave her life to Christ. And, and so, um, we were kind of late bloomers for sure. You know, I mean, I woke up after a night of party and I, and Easter morning and, and, you know, woke up surrounded by a bunch of buddies who were passed out. And I felt God in that moment going, dude, you're going down this path. That's going to end your life. You need to quit what you're doing. And uh, so I decided to give my life to Christ right there. I gave, I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that moment. Wow. Called this girl up who invited me to a church event a month earlier and said, Hey, happy Easter. Maybe I'll see you at the store. And uh, a month later we were dating and now she's my wife. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Story, man. Yeah. And we were actually both born at one forty-one PM different days, but really? the exact same minute on our birth certificates. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Some things are, you know, meant to be in a way or like, you know, there's something about spiritual connections, I think. Yep. For like, sure. And, um, that's awesome. I, I mean, definitely great that both of you are kind of like on this track and going back to your personal routine now, um, yeah. can you share with us, like, so what about you? Like, how does your morning routine look like? Mm. Yeah. So once I get up and, and get those two wins out of the way for me, I get up to the office and I turn on worship music and I like worship? to, uh, yeah, worship Christian worship music. Okay, got music. It. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I'll just have that running. And then I review my vision wall. So I was telling you, I, I, I basically took half a wall of my office and converted it to a vision wall. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got pictures of my family. I've got quotes on there. I've got pictures of the property that I want. I've got goals listed on there, right? And so every morning I get up and I look at each, every single picture of those and I speak out loud to that, man. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I don't say I will have this property. I say, I am the owner am. of this property. Right. Right. So right. I'm, mentally already own the property that I want. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mentally already 
am a millionaire, right? So those yep. are things that I that I look at. And I don't say millionaire just so I can have the money. I say millionaire so I can make a bigger impact, right? And yeah. so for me, that's really important is impact. Yeah. Uh, but so I look at that wall. I, I, re- I say those quotes out loud. I really spend some time in meditation, just staring at those and manifesting everything into place. Mm-hmm. And then I sit down and for me, um, I spend time in prayer. And my prayers are very much gratitude driven, man. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids and health and safety and debt free and all that stuff. Lord, give me an opportunity to make an impact today. You know, I have a personal goal to make one person smile each day, whether that's in person or virtually. I want to make sure that I'm Mm. connecting with one person. And so it's really important for me to sit down in prayer and just be thankful. And then I'm a big fan. I, I read a Proverbs a day, um, you know, and, and so just kind of reading through that and studying that a little bit. And then it's go time. You know, that whole process is maybe 15 to 20 minutes. So it's not taking a lot of time uh, for me, but I sit down and I get through that and get the mindset right. And then it's boom. All right, let's go. Let's attack some emails. Let's start podcasting. Let's get questions ready for, you know, I'm going to person, I'm going to interview. And um, I do read 20 minutes a day on, of a book, you know, and I also listen yeah. to an audio book when I'm downstairs. And so I kind of, you know, do that, but that's part of my morning routine is really making sure that I don't miss that. It's non-negotiable for me to wake up and not do those things. Wait, so just to kind of kind of send the structure, you wake up like the prayers and the, and the manifestations and, um, and the gratitude. And, and so that's like 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't spend a lot of time on it. So, I mean, I get up and, and, uh, I'm upstairs for 15 to 20 minutes and, and going yeah. over my wall and sitting down mm-hmm. in prayer and then listening, to, you know, going over Proverbs. And okay, then like it. I said, read a book for 20 minutes later on. The, in okay, the day, and, then, yeah. and so when do you read, when do you read the book? Like, is it like during the day or during your morning routine? Yeah. So I I'll read the book during the day. So typically I'll just set aside 20 minutes during the day and, and I have a dedicated time on my calendar that I just block off. And so mm-hmm. I go, okay, cool. It's time to read my book and, and make sure that I stick to it. You know, part of my morning routine every day during the week is I make my kids lunch and I make their breakfast while my wife is, you know, getting ready in the morning and things like yeah. that. So while I'm down there, I have headphones in and I'm listening to an audiobook there. So I'm usually 20, 30 minutes sometimes 40 minutes uh, with an audio book, but then a physical book I'm reading, I set aside that for 20 minutes. Got it. Okay. Yep. Well, because like 20 minutes in the middle of the work day, where in a work day, you should, you know, you're saying to yourself, I want to, you know, finish at five. And then it sounds like it's like, it's sometimes it might be hard. Like for me, you know, I, I say sometimes I want to meditate in the middle of the day today. And that doesn't yep. really happen, you know? Yep. So how do you I, overcome you, that? Yeah. If you don't put it on, if, if for me, if I don't put it on my calendar, it's not going to get done. Right. So if you don't yeah. stick to the commitments, if I just say, I'm going to read 20 minutes a day, I'm not going to get to my book because I'm going to get busy. I'm going to get caught up in work and all that stuff. But yeah. if I actually put it on my calendar and block off 20 minutes to read each day yeah. at a time, uh, then I know that I'm going to do it. So when it pops up my window, guess what? I can pause that email. Me sending that email 20 minutes later is not going to kill or hurt anybody. Right. right. So I can, yeah. I can take that 20 minute break. I can sit down and read. I set a timer on my phone. Nice. And for me, when I read, I actually turn on like trance and ambient music. So I've got like the, the mostly the soundtrack to Tron. So no yeah. lyrics, it's beats, right. Yeah. It helps me to take in and understand what I'm reading. So yeah, that's, nice. that's what I do when I, when I'm learning there. Yeah. And I noticed like also in your morning routine, you use like music in order to kind of like get you into the mindset of like, or that to create the mental switch. Okay. Now it's this time. Right. Yes. Um, 
which is Always a great technique. Music. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, that's great. I, I don't like silence. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I think it's great. Always have, yep. Always have music going, man. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And um, what other things do you have like going on? By the way, have you done 75 hard? Um, so here's the funny thing. I actually started or tried in 2020 to do 75 hard. Uh -huh. What happened was I found that I couldn't get the second work in, uh, in, in the evening yeah. because it was eating into family time. Right. And so in 2019, I was getting, I was 39 years old. I said, you know, I'm going to turn 40 at the end of 2019. I'm going to be the fittest 40 year old guy ever. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do 75 hard. Right. And, yeah. I, and then I did it for a couple of days, but I couldn't get that second workout in. Mm. And so um, I told myself that I was going to do that. And then when I turned 40, guess what? I didn't do anything. I was still not working out. I still weighed the same <laughs> that I did earlier in the year, right? And so 2020, I said, man, I want to make sure that I'm 41. I'm the fittest 41-year-old guy that I know. And I knew that 75 hard was going to be tough. So I said, I'm going to do 45 minutes of cardio and I'm going to do it for 90 days straight. And I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to eat different. I'm not going to cheat. Mm. No fries, no chocolate, no sweets, yeah. right? And so I did this 45 minutes in the early morning, wake up 4 a.m., boom, go straight downstairs. I have a home gym mm -hmm. and uh, started doing cardio. And I did that for like five days and I missed a day. And I was like, devastated. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you've got to figure out how do you, how do you miss a day? Right. Yeah. And so I said, I'm not going to miss another day. So I went back to the drawing board. I said, boom, we're going to do this again. So I restarted and I went 124 days straight. Didn't wow. miss a day. Even wow. while on vacation in the mountains, I found a track at an old high school and I ran four miles in the morning, like wow. in the freezing cold. I was like, I'm not wow. going to miss a workout. And so I ended up losing 30 pounds that year. And, wow. you know, um, but yeah, I mean, 75 heart. It's a great program. If you can get in the second uh, things, but, or that second workout. But for me, I kind of just twisted it a little bit, 45 minute cardio each day, yeah. but then stuck to the rest, man. I was reading, I was eating right and, and getting in the best shape that I could, man. So is that what got you started with the reading habit or is that, was that before as well? Yeah, it kind of got me with the, the reading habit. I was never a big reader. Uh, until I really started getting into personal development stuff. And I mean, I've always been intrigued by it. Like Tony Robbins, that guy, like yeah. a legend to me, right? Um, but I never really got into reading probably until four or five years ago. Like I just wow. didn't read nice. books, man. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, you know, I, now I look at my library and I've got, you know, hundreds of books there. And so for me, yeah. like a highlight in the book and, and my wife thinks that's weird. Like, you know, that I highlight <laughs> in the book, but then I sign each book and I date it when I finish it, man. So, you know, I've yeah. got a full library over there. And so nice. you know, I'm, now I'm reading two books at a time and, and you know, I think oh. I've read seven or eight books already this year. So yeah, man. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, when I, so I've done 75 hard also in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, for me, it was like, like reading was something that I've never really done before. Even just like yep. 10 pages a day, sometimes were just like really hard to do. Um, right. Although I do read English pretty easily and I love reading. I, I mean, but mostly I listen to audiobooks and uh, reading all of a sudden, like for 10 pages a day, ever since I finished 25 hard and I let go of that. And I'm like, Oh, maybe that's like a habit that I should bring back in um, because it's just, you know, I felt I haven't read as much since, you know, I got a Kindle. I thought that would help. Didn't help. Yeah. I just, you, you just need to have that habit and, and to read. And I also love Mark, you know, marking like the, the things like on the paper. Um, yep. And um, with audiobooks, you just can't really do that. Right. You can't really summarize stuff. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's man. for me. And I, and I don't, 
I, I just started listening to audiobooks like this year. I had never really done the audiobook thing before. Um, and so this year I, I signed up for Audible and I, I started to listen to books and I realized that, you know what? I'm not really a big fan of this 1x speed, man. When I get to a, a book, it's like seven hours. So what I did was I said, I'm going to see if my brain can actually accept the 2x speed of reading this book. And it took me a couple minutes, but man, now I, it, my brain's adjusted to it. Yeah. I listen to books on 2x speed all the time now and get done, you know, twice nice. as many books done through audiobook now on 2x speed. And my brain just accepts everything. And I'm able to, nice. uh, you know, take in everything that's being said and not just miss yeah. anything. So I, I mean, a tip for readers, man, if you want to read twice as many books as you did the month before, man, 2x that speed on Audible, man. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. I'm, I mean, I read usually at 1.5, um, but yeah. some books I, I bring it back to uh, 1.2 or actually I have a book now I'm reading. Uh, it's called 4,000 Weeks. It's great. Um, okay. But the guy talks fast. So I put it on oh. 1.1. I'm like, okay, just, you know, got to consume some more. And so it's totally. great. Um, have you read, have you, have you listened to David Goggins? Can't hurt me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't read the book, but I've heard his story. And, but uh, yeah, it's on my list so, uh, to, to listen to. Amazing on Audible because there's also interviews. So it's just, it's, oh, really, nice. it's like one of the best books I've like experiences of, of audiobooks that I had. So one okay. and two, Will Smith's new uh, number. Amazing. I was, you know what? So on Audible, I actually I got a credit yesterday to to get the premiere book. So I was cool. I was going between the Will Will's book. I've heard it's amazing. So yeah, man, I yeah. gotta check out Will Smith. Yeah, book. definitely because he plays it right. It's like Will Smith. Like um, Kevin Hart's got an amazing book as well and an amazing memoir. Uh, Fifty Cent. Nice. When those people they read it and then you're like, wow, like you you learn stuff and you and you laugh and you just it's great, great experience. I mean, that's why I love audiobooks as well. Um yeah. But yeah, I gotta get back to reading. All right. Um, so um yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of closing in like towards the end of the episode. And I would love to ask you, um, what are the some things that you're like super, super passionate about right now um that you've implemented into your life? Man, for me, I'm super passionate about just loving people where they're at. Um, you know, I love my my family's number one always. Like, you know, before job, before anything, like love my family. But for me, really excited this year to make a bigger impact than I did the year before. Yeah. So in 2021, I did 117 interviews on other people's podcasts on top of releasing 100 episodes of my own. Wow. Um, stretch me mentally, push me hard. Um, but I was able to do that and get that experience. So this year, my name, uh, you know, my, my word for the year is impact, man. How many people can I impact this year through stories, through my, you know, I'm writing an ebook right now and through my podcast, how many people can I impact through that? And so that, that's really what I'm passionate about this year. And right now, um, it's just loving people where they're at, man. It's, you know, like I said, it's not my job to judge anybody, man. Uh, I don't care where, who you voted for or whether you're a mask or vax or whatever. My job is just to love you, man, and, and love you where you're at. And so um, that's really my goal for this year. And how's like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you move towards loving people where they're at right now? I mean, most of us in this world, like especially what's going on in the US, everybody's like crazy, just trying to blame and criticize each totally. other. So how do you... Yep take yourself out of that and like move towards like actually the exact opposite. Uh, absolutely. Turn off the news, turn off the news. <laughs> turn off the news. <laughs> I have, I turned yeah. the news off five or six years ago, man. And it was the best thing I ever did. Right. I, you know, my, I found out about the U S Ukraine thing from a buddy. They're like, you haven't heard about that? I'm like, dude, I don't watch the news, man. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Right. You know, like, yeah. I don't care what, what's going on at the white house here in the U S man. What I care about is yeah. me. What's the impact that I can make personally in my 
my tribe or, or, or my zone, right? Either yeah. that's in person or on Zoom or through my podcast. Like, I just want to love people where they're at, man. And that's the best thing that oh. I can do. I, I love my country and I love God and I and love my guns, love my freedom, right? <laughs> and so those are things that I can impact and I, I can impact people's lives daily in, by interacting with them. But I don't care about the news, man. This, they've got their own agenda, right? So my right. agenda is just to impact the world. Right. I love that. You're taking like your zone of influence, you know, you're basically like you're centering your zone of influence. First of all, what you can do and that, you know, you know, releasing external sources. So that's the smartest thing to do for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. Um, and um, all right. So to finish off, I would say um, maybe what are com- like some people are right now listening to this and are, you know, parents and um, are wondering how do I achieve so much while also being happy? And you seem like a pretty happy dude. So yeah. what is your like secret to being happy? You know, my secret to being happy is just waking up and going, man, if you open your eyes, you've been blessed with another day. Now, Gratitude. right? Gratitude. Yeah. It, it, whether you're married or single or you're a parent or not, like if you open your eyes, man, it's an amazing day. You've been given yeah. an opportunity to either make an impact on your life or someone else's life. Yeah. So acknowledge that, man, if you're alive today, whatever, if you're poor, you're rich, doesn't matter, man. If you wake up, you've got an opportunity to make an impact on your life or someone else's. And so I think if we can acknowledge that, man, yeah. that would be, that's huge. And then from there, start figuring out how you can help or serve other people. You know, like I said, sometimes it's the smallest things, man. For me, I want to put a smile on someone's face. So if I'm at a store and they've got a name tag on, I want to call them by their name. Yeah. Like, you know, it's people love to hear their name, right? So right. if you're at the store, hey, right. Jim, what's going on, man? Like they may not know you and most people are not going to call them by their name, but I love to see their face light up when I call them by their name, man. Yeah. You know, so my goal is to Im- impact people. So if we can be selfless and just put help other people as much as we can mm-hmm. i think that's what really true joy and happiness comes from that's amazing man I, and and by the way gratitude is such a big thing at least yes. for me like i i mean i know it's like it's it's just a global thing and um i was anti-gratitude kind of not anti-gratitude but i was like really i didn't come from that place and um yeah. i think a lot of people around me here in israel at least nobody I know comes from that place at all. Like we're mm. like Israelis are, are at least, and I'm making, you know, this like from what I know, like most of the Israelis I know are just cynical. Um, they don't say thank you for everything. They're not even like, you know, th- not taking anything for granted on one hand, Yeah, but definitely not cheerful. Oh my God. Thank you for my, you know, for like, thank you for this. Thank you for that. It's very hard for us to, to be gra- grateful a lot of the times. Um, maybe it's because of our, you know, of our culture where we had to take it all the time. And, um, we had to like fight for our freedom or I don't know what, what, what it comes from really, but we were like, you know, let's, you know, let's be realistic right here. You know, this is it. Like what is, what is what we're seeing around us? You know, we built this, like, don't go woo on me here. That that's kind of like the mentality here. Um, that's why when Tony Robbins visited here, it was kind of like, a lot of people came out of the Tony Robbins event and I was like, hi. And like, but my wife and a friend mm. came with us and everybody around us were like, oh my God, that was American bullcrap." And I'm like, what? No, like that was amazing. <laughs> um, and, and it's like, that's awesome. And they're like so cynical about it. And I'm like, how can we not 
you know, some people cannot see it. And so uh, for me, what I did in 2021, I hired a great gratitude coach. I hired like someone, a coach from the United States, a life coach. She is just the most grateful person I know. Um, and I just hired her as a coach. I told her like, we got to work and you got to help me like with this gratitude thing. And um, yeah. we really worked on that. And that really, really helped me. And, you know, today when I wake up, I say also like, thank you. I just try to say like, thank you. Just, yeah. um, and, and I try to always so count my blessing and, uh, one of the great things that happened with my uh, with my daughter's phone is that um, she had WhatsApp, and yeah. we opened a WhatsApp group between me and her re- really recently, just a couple of weeks ago, um, and um, and we started writing every day three things we're grateful for, and kind oh, of like holding each other accountable, and that yeah. was great. Now we took her phone. So, I mean, <laughs> we got to okay. find a way to do it otherwise, but sure. that's such a great thing, you know, to like do it with your kids and kind of like, and that's what also like me coming from, you know, also wanting to change my legacy and like build like this new, um, teach my kids things I never knew. Um, and, yeah. uh, and that's something that just, you know, it works. And when we, when we come out of that, like big why, right. And want to give our children and we just, um, we just do the things like, I think personal development is so important. So gratitude mm. and, and prayer and, and manifestation. And like these things need to be talked about morning routines, like, because, you know, you need the discipline to do those things as well. And you're like, you know, just, just doing them, like the action, taking action on them. I think that's yes. what really like gives you the space to be able to create an impact in people's lives. So Eric, man, like, thank you so much for being that person. Thank you so much for taking action and, you know, for, for coming through from your background and, and, you know, totally transforming your life and the life of your children and your, and your, you know, in the whole environment, I guess. And uh, also all our ears in the podcast. So thank you so much. Oh man, it's such an honor. Thank you so much. This is a great show, man. And people need to be listening to the show and, and man, seriously, you're, you're an amazing host, man. And, and truly honored to be here. Hey, Amen. Thank you so much. And Eric, uh, one last thing, where can people find you? Great question. Yeah. Eric Allen media.com. It's E R I K. A-L-L-E-N media.com. I'm big on Instagram. So you can follow me on there. I respond to every comment, every DM that comes through. Um, it's just Eric G. Allen on there. And you can connect and follow, subscribe. All the channels are listed on my website and in my uh, bio there on Instagram. And uh, again, just love to connect with new people. Definitely. And guys, you got to listen to Eric's show as well. This is uh, great, great, great show, man. Uh, you have going on and I really loved at least the couple of episodes that I've listened to so far. So thank you so much for, for having that. And, um, and again, thank you again. And we'll bring you back one day. Awesome, man. Again. Thank you so much. All right. Cheers. <laughs>